to this week's edition for the Wise Up Podcast. This is your host, Azra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise Up is my platform to educate the South Asian and Muslim community about Texas and national politics. You can find me on social media, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The handle is WiseUpTX. Or you can check out my website, www.wiseuptx.com. Remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. So today's segment is called Issue Voter, and I have this amazing interview with Maria, who is the founder of Issue Voter, and they help enable people to watch what their representatives are doing in Congress on the House side and follow the bills that they're voting on. So this is a great interactive way for you to be involved. As I'm sure you all know that the inauguration occurred on Friday and some of you may be feeling helpless or really motivated to want to do something. So I believe Issue Voter is a great way for you all to get involved. So I hope you all will stay tuned for the interview. But first, let's start with the news of the week. All right, so for our news of the week, let's start with the national news. As we all know, the inauguration happened on Friday. President Donald Trump is officially our president of the United States. And then Saturday, we had the Women's March, where millions of people came out to protest either Donald Trump or female rights. And it was really incredible to see... um, just the amount of people that came out. I think for many of us, we felt kind of hopeless after the election and then his inauguration. And so I think seeing such a big crowd of people turn out was just incredible. And it gave a lot of us a sense of hope that, you know, humanity still exists. Like we really will still be able to love each other. We're going to resist. We're going to move on. And it was really, really great to see that. So I know on Friday we felt really disheartened. I know on Saturday we felt very you know, inspired. And then, you know, Sunday was kind of a day of contemplation. And, you know, starting this week, I think we need to start working hard. And by that, I'm saying is like continue being involved and keeping up with the news. Um, I'm not going to hone in too much on national news today, just simply because it's, you know, all over on social media and your TV. So I'm sure you guys are kind of tired of hearing all about it. But just some important things to know is to not lose hope, to keep tabs on your secretary, um, sorry, the confirmations that's going to be occurring in the Senate. Um, Seems like Secretary of State confirmation will be happening soon. We had the education um, committee hearing a while ago and, sorry, not committee hearing, confirmation hearing a while ago. And so those were kind of prominent um, hearings that, you know, we were staying in touch with. And it seems like for Secretary of State, it's going to go through. We're unsure about the education one, but those are things to keep uh, in check. Moving on from that, I really wanted to focus in on Texas politics because that's what's really um, going to be affecting us. Um, in case y'all didn't know, the anti-Sharia bill has been filed. Um, the Texas legislature, while is in session, is still going to be a couple of more days before they start having those hearings, so I'll make sure to keep y'all posted for that. Also, there is a representative from Fredericksburg that has been sending out these letters to the Muslim mosques and communities to ask them to, you know, show their American support and how they support America, which is beyond ridiculous. Um, If any of you all have ever received this mail or you know that your mosque has uh, or Jamaat Khanna 
tell them that they don't need to respond, it's not necessary, and to contact care at your earliest convenience. Furthermore, um, it looks like the priorities for the Texas legislature have been coming out. We are on a con much constricted budget this session. Uh, we're about $5 billion less than what we had last legislative session. So how does this affect you? Well, it could affect you in several ways. Um, it could affect the funding for public education. It could affect the funding for health care. And those things really um, have a much longer lasting impact on us. Um, the lieutenant governor is still adamant to file his bathroom bill, which I covered last uh, session. And it doesn't seem like that seems to be going away anytime soon. There is hope in the sense that the governor is being silent about it. And the Speaker of the House, Joe Strauss, is stating that that isn't one of his priorities. And his major priorities are funding public education, mental health, and child protective services. If you recall what I said in the, my last podcast, CPS is in dire need of funding. Um, we've had at least 200 kids die under CPS care, which is absolutely devastating. So we definitely need more funding there for the social workers to be out there to get the proper care um, that these kids need. So... I just want to point out that, you know, while many of us think that one person represents an entire party, that's not necessarily true. So while you may not agree with Lieutenant Governor in his bathroom bill, who's a Republican, it is important to note that the Speaker of the House and the Governor are also Republican. And while the Governor is being silent on it, the Speaker of the House is, you know, being really outspoken that these aren't, you know, his priorities and that on the Texas House side, they intend to really work on the priorities that actually matter to Texas citizens. So that's something to take into account when you start, you know, posting things on social media that one party isn't one way or the other. It's not fair to box people into one category. Um, you can be from any political party and still have um, the thoughts of the people, you know, as your top priority. I don't think it does necessarily mean that you have to be from one party or the other to think about minorities and everybody else. It can be both parties. So that's just something to think about. Anyways, that's just the basic news that's been going on. I want to take us now to the interview that I have with Maria from Issue Voter. I think you all will really enjoy it and will hopefully utilize this as a way to get more involved and get more engaged in the political process. I think this is the perfect tool. It's simple. It's easy. Um, and here we go. Joining me today is Maria Yuen, who is the founder of Issue Voter, a nonpartisan platform that helps users make their voice heard in Washington and track how elected officials vote, holding politicians accountable and informing decisions at election time. Issue Voter's mission is to give everyone a voice in our democracy by making civic engagement accessible, impactful, and efficient. Issue Voter launched November 9th, answering the question, the election is over, now what, for thousands of Americans and has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, MTV, and more. Maria's professional experience spans politics and campaigns, recruiting, social enterprise, investment banking strategy, and corporate development. She earned an MBA from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania and a BBA from the University of Texas at Austin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So, you created Issue Voter. What is it? So, it's a nonpartisan platform that enables 
users to get alerts before Congress votes on issues that they care about. Okay. And then you can use the site to send your opinion to your rep in one click. And we summarize bills and offer what the proponents and opponents are saying, as well as related news for context. And then the profile, each user's profile on the site tracks throughout the year the percentage of time that your rep is voting, how you would want them to vote on the issues where you sent your opinion. So basically, you know, if I said my opinion on 10 bills that I found really important on issues that I care about, and I could see if my rep voted with me 100% of the time or, you know, 50% of the time or 0% of the time. And the goal there is for us to be able to stay engaged year-round and stay informed year-round, but also in the next election help us make better election decisions. And so I could look at whether my rep is actually representing me and decide whether to re-elect them. Oh, that's very interesting. So this is only for the federal level, not on the state or local level. Am I correct? Yes, that's right. Um, I think you know, state and local is something we'd hope to do eventually in the future, but we launched at the federal level so that no matter where someone was living, they would have the ability to use the site. Okay, so do you also do both um, House of Representatives and Senate votes or just one or the other? And it's a common question that we do get. Right now, we just do House votes. And as you probably know, and most listeners or some listeners might know, uh, in order for a piece of legislation to become law, it actually has to pass both the House and the Senate. Right. And so we started by focusing on the House because that's where a lot of the legislation actually does originate. And it's also the place where your congressperson is a bit, in a way, a more local representative. So your senator, of course, is going to represent everyone in your state, whereas your congressperson really is elected to represent just you and the others in your district, which is a segment of people in your state. Okay, interesting. So what motivated you to create Issue Voter? Uh, It's actually... It's funny. um, So I was a campaign manager about 10 years ago. It was a long time ago Uh in Iowa. Oh, wow. As we know, there's, you know, so much focus on elections. And and I'm actually from Texas. And before that experience, had never really lived in a swing state. Okay. So being in Iowa was really, like, a great experience just to see how focused people were and how much exposure people get to the candidates during elections, which I think was great. But what I also noticed is that even in Iowa, where there's so much focus on elections, people are still not necessarily engaged throughout the year when the real work is getting done that's going to affect our lives, you know, right. mainly passing laws. Uh, and so, it's, you know, in Iowa, even places where there's so much focus on elections, and like we just thought, there was so much focus on this past election, um, I thought that there really needed to be an easy way to track what our elected officials are doing throughout the year, and I felt like that didn't exist. So Issue Voter is something that I really created just out of personal need and frustration. Right. And I think it's a great tool for everyone to utilize um, throughout the year and, you know, with midterm elections coming up in two years, which sounds far away, but it really isn't because once the campaigning starts, it's going to go pretty fast. Um, Yep. It's a great tool for us to utilize, okay, Is my representative voting the way that I like? Are they taking my opinions into account? And all those types of things, because essentially you want someone in Congress that's representing you and your priorities, right? Right, and that's our goal. I mean, our goal is, our mission is really to make civic engagement accessible, efficient, and impactful. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that what you just outlined 
are two of the key aspects of being impactful, which are, you know, uh, being connected to your elected officials year-round, but also voting. So we saw in the last midterm election that voter turnout, so in 2014, voter turnout was the lowest that it's ever been in about 70 years. Wow. 36%. That's really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, one of my hopes is also that by using issue voter, people start to see what their reps are doing year-round and start to see the importance of voting and the importance of, like, you know, we might hear about a handful of laws from the media or on the news every year. Right. The fact that every week, every week there are, there's votes going on and that we never even necessarily hear about them. And and hopefully when people start to realize that, they'll, notice, they'll realize even more, you know, the importance of electing people that are representing them. Right. So how exactly does issue voter work? Like, do you go sign up somewhere? How do you attain the notifications? Um, if I remember correctly, you know, I've used issue voter before. Um, do I, I receive an email and it, and it gives me a breakdown of the vote, correct? Yep. So the, the way that it works is you sign up by um, choosing issues you care about and you sign up with your address just so that we can find your rep. So we're sending your opinion to the right place. Um, right. And then you'll start to get email alerts before a bill is up for vote. And the great thing I think about the site now is that people can vote directly from their email alerts. So you'll get an alert, and it'll have the summary of the bill, pros, cons, and links to related news. And then it'll have two buttons, support or close. And you can actually send your opinion to ref by clicking one of those buttons directly from your email, and you don't actually need to go to the site to log on. Um, and it was a conscious decision to be a website, so it's issuevoter.org, it's a website, it's not an app. Uh, that was a conscious decision because we learned that people may have 50 to 100 apps on their phone, yet they're using you know a handful every single day consistently, and email is definitely usually one of those. Right. And it's interesting to me that even in 2017, email is still one of the best ways to reach people. Uh, uh-huh. I think we feel like, sometimes we feel like email is like this um, older technology. <laughs> right, right, but we're time. still consistently uh, using it. Yeah, exactly. So I have another question for you. When you put in your summary of the bill and the, the information of those who oppose it and those who are for it, um, okay. Where do you attain that information? Do you all do your own analysis? Do you attain it from another nonpartisan group? Uh, you know, how do yep. me and my listeners know that, okay, this is really nonpartisan? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the way that I, the way that we approach that um, is that with the understanding that no bill is, is nonpartisan. So there's this aspect of, you know, every bill is inherently partisan. It's introduced by a Republican or a Democrat. Right. Uh, some of them are more bipartisan than others. And what we're doing is we're simply summarizing it. So we're just simply summarizing what the bill will do. We're not uh, giving our own opinion in the bill summary of whether we think it's a good idea or not. So you guys and actually read the, the bills and do the actual summary. Am I correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and then on the pros and cons, uh, those are also not necessarily unbiased. So on the proponent side, sometimes, and a lot of times, those talking points or those points come from the representative who introduced the bill from their press release. And so a lot of times when a new bill is introduced, um, the rep will have some points about why they think it's a good idea. So you might just summarize those. 
And then the opponent's side is oftentimes either an organization that opposes the bill or it could be a quote from a rep that opposes the bill. And so even those are opinions. It's more just that we are actually bringing those opinions into one place and summarizing them and giving you like a nice bite-sized um, snapshot of it and giving you an alert to the fact that it exists in the first place, whereas before you might not even know it exists. And then it is up to users whether they want to do more research. So if it's something where people really want to delve in deeper and learn more about the bill and really learn about, you know, some of the policy aspects or the facts, like we definitely encourage people to do that. But that's not necessarily going to be all on our site. Like our site is meant to be um, a something that like is summarizing everything. Uh, and I don't see it as being sort of like the thing that about issue voter is it's like the one-stop shop for the process and for all issues, meaning the process from a bill being introduced to it passing and, and alerting you and being able to send your opinion. So it kind of encompasses all of those things in one site. Okay. And it's also a one-stop shop in terms of issues, but it's not a one-stop shop in terms of, like, knowledge about the bill or research. Okay, okay, and thanks for that clarification. So that means we still have to wise up a little bit, you know, if we see something that intrigues our interests. Uh, yeah, we still have definitely. to do a little bit of research that, if it's we find okay. the topic really important to us. Exactly. And I will say that a lot of times people, the bills that people are more familiar with and hear about more are the ones that are really long and complicated. Right. But I will say there are a lot, a lot of these bills that Congress votes on are actually um, not too difficult to understand, so I don't want people to feel intimidated. Uh -huh. like I can give you an example of one that passed um, two weeks ago which I thought, I, you know, I personally, it's not part of it. I, I thought it was great. It was a very, it's a, it's a bill that had very broad um, support from both Democrats and Republicans, and it was a bill to codify the Presidential Innovation Fellows Program. So there's a program that the White House runs called the Presidential Innovation Fellows, and it's people that um, join this program, and they work on technology to better government. And the House introduced and passed a bill that would make that program permanent. Um, and so it wouldn't be at risk of uh, being eliminated uh -huh. under the new administration. Okay. Um, and that's something that was, like, it was, like, pretty easy to understand because it was, like, literally, like, it was literally just saying, you know, do we want to um, keep this program or not? It right. wasn't something that was 10 different issues all, you know, buried in the bill or anything right. like that. Right. So my next question is, is, after, you know, I voted, whether I'm for a bill or against the bill, um, is it routed to my, con you know, congressional representative? And, you know, what do they do with the data and the information? Yep. So right now what we're doing is we send the information to a staffer. And okay. Each, each congressperson has a staff, and they have members of that staff who you know, full-time job pretty much is to track constituent opinion and, right. and work on constituent um, correspondence. Right. And so they do, they really do track every constituent opinion. Um, and right now, so right now we're sending the, the alert to those folks. Okay. And we know from our, like, email open rates that we track that go to the reps that they really are being opened and read. Um, so are you in touch with... Also, oh, Sorry, are you in touch with all of the representatives? Like, you email every single one within the House, yeah, at least? Yeah, we email them. Yes, we email um, your reps no matter who it is. Okay. So it's not something that, um, it's, it's something where, you know, they, they really do want to hear from their constituents. Okay. Um, especially their voters. 
So we want to make sure that um, we're delivering the opinions. It's not something where the reps have had to um, do anything complicated on their end in order to receive them. Right. So it's just simple. They they get the data, they get the information, and so they have a general idea of what constituents think, right? Right. Exactly. And so my final question is, why do you think using issue voter and continuing to keep tabs on your representatives is so important? Well, for me, it's really this aspect of I don't like the idea of laws passing and me not knowing about them, and I don't like the idea of someone that I elected and I'm literally paying with my tax dollars to not be representing me when their job is to represent me. So um, to me, it's sort of like, this aspect of, yes, you can vote every four years or you can vote every two years or you can vote, you know, in your local elections. But I think to some extent we've gotten to the point where voting is not enough, where we actually really have to watch what's going on on a more regular basis. And I think this goes for whether your representative is someone on your side or not. So uh -huh. you get the question of, like, like if I, if I think my representative generally is representing me, right. um, do I still need to send my opinion? And I tell people, yes, it's still important because they can use that information to back up their votes. They can say, you know, I heard from my constituents and they, and I am, I am, you know, actually representing them. I mean, they see that as a good thing too. And I think that, you know, something I saw that was interesting, someone shared with me their scorecards from issue voters. Uh -huh. And it showed that their rep was representing them 100% of the time. Oh, wow. I think it's awesome. Like, I think we sometimes also, you know, we talk about politicians and sometimes it's in a negative light of like right. what politicians are doing. But sometimes it's nice to remember what politicians are doing is actually good also. Like, right. it's good that they're always, they're, they really are representing you, and laws that are passing are things you really do support and agree on. And I think that's also great to see. Um, the other thing we noticed from that was we saw that, um, you know, this, this one person I'm thinking of as an example in particular, um, her rep was representing her 100% of the time, but representing users on the site, you know, closer to 50, 60% of the time, which I also see as a good thing because that means, to me, that means that all, the people using Issue Voter represent a wide variety of viewpoints. It's not right. that we are nonpartisan, so it's not just all people from one side. Interesting. That's really interesting. And, you know, I think it's really awesome that you are getting people from all different aspects and viewpoints because that, I also feel that right now, you know, we're such a divided country, right? And so I also think it's interesting for me to look at it and be like, hey, maybe my rep is representing me a lot of the time, but there's so many people around me that don't feel the same way. Yep. And, and I will, if, if I can just, oh. Go ahead. I was going to just add two quick, maybe, snippets, uh, which are uh, two of my pet peeves. Okay. <laughs> and the point about about what we were talking about with lots of different viewpoints being heard is what made me think of it. So one of my pet peeves is when um, advocacy organizations encourage people to pick up the phone and call their reps. Right. And it's not that doing that is a bad thing. I think that's great. Like, go ahead and do that. You know, pick up the phone and call. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But the thing that bothers me about it is I think they're perpetuating this idea that the only way the reps are hearing you is if you call, and that's just not true. Right. Um, and the fact of the matter is, People can only answer so many phone calls in a day. Yeah, I mean, I've been there staffer, as a staffer. From everyone. Um, yeah, so it's like not, yeah. not possible for a staffer. I mean, sometimes we get we would get call. two, three hundred phone calls in a day, and it's like you can't keep up. I mean, yeah. it's just overwhelming. I thousands of constituents, not even just two or three hundred. 
Yeah. But I'm saying, like, within so one day, one you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. So that's one thing is that, like, yes, it's okay to call, and I don't discourage that, but I want people to remember that it's also great to reach out electronically. Right. Um, the other thing I would say is one of my other pet peeves is petitions. So oh, yes. petitions don't work because they're merely a list of names. The issue that the petition is petitioning for isn't necessarily something that's realistic. And the person that they're sending the petition to isn't necessarily your rep. So what issue we, we try to do is we try to let people voice their opinion on actual legislation that's already been introduced. Uh-huh. So it's not just a, you know, pull out of the air random issue or random thought that we had of something that would be a good idea. It's a real bill that's already been drafted. Right. Um, it's something that could that really impact us. Rep. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, like I see sometimes these petitions that are like, petition call Ryan. And again, it's not necessarily a bad thing to help people be aware of an issue and to take action, but I think people have to remember that they really should be contacting their reps, not necessarily just the person that the petition is directed at. Correct. I completely agree with you there. I've, you know, as a staffer, I've definitely been on the end where a lot of bills weren't um, authored by my representative, by, you know, my boss, and we would just get thousands uh-huh. and thousands of phone calls, and it really was useless. I know that sounds terrible, but it didn't really hit the message. You know, it's better to contact right. your own rep, and of course, like, if you have electronic means, why not do so? Um, well, you've provided us so much great information about your startup. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um. Not really, not in particular. I just hope that people are excited about staying engaged and that they'll take action. And I definitely encourage people to sign up for issuevoter.org and feel free to contact us with any questions or suggestions. Okay, that sounds great. Remember, everyone, uh, the website is issuevoter.org. That's I-S-S-U-E-V-O-T-E-R dot O-R-G. So make sure to check it out. All right, y'all. I really hope you all enjoyed that interview with Maria. I think she gave an incredible overview of what her awesome, awesome startup does. I think it's so inspiring to see people, you know, take, you know, negative outcomes and try to bring positive um, successes from them. And I definitely think she is doing that. So I think this is something we can totally utilize as a tool to help us make sure that we're more engaged, we can keep tabs on our representatives, see what bills that they're voting on, see what their voting record is so that when we do go vote, whether it's in 2018 or 2020 for your representative, you can see their voting record and see if they're properly representing you or not. Another thing I wanted to mention from the interview that I found to be so interesting was when she talked about, you know, you can see how the representative is representing other people within your district. And I think that's important because, as I had mentioned in the interview, is that you kind of get an idea of the different people that live around you. We've become a society these days where we don't get to know our next-door neighbors. I mean, I'm guilty of that, too. And we don't talk to them. We kind of have boxed into talking to people that are like us. We hang out with people that are like us. Our social media friends are people that are like us. And, you know, I think this is a way to realize who your neighbors really are and that maybe they have these, you know, negative mindsets or 
different thinking. So they could have a negative mindset about who Muslims are, who South Asians are, and that's something you could work on. Or, you know, they just have different thinkings and it's something for us to try and have a conversation about to understand the other side because, you know, we all know we've become such a polarized society. So I found that to be the most intriguing part of her startup was just to see how the other people were also voting and how much the representative that you all commonly shared, you know, aligned with their views and your views. So I think that's something to think about. Anyways, don't forget to check it out. It's issuevoter.org. Uh, if you check out my website, www.wiseuptx.com, and the blog post, Issue Voter, you will see all the, the information there as well. So I hope you all had a great weekend, and we will see you all next time. Take care. And don't forget, get educated, get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot.